My name's Paul Murphy and over the last two decades, one thing has constantly intrigued me. How do we get a consistent flow of targeted traffic to generate incredible profits and at the same time set up processes and systems that remove all the stresses and headaches that come with online marketing? Together, we will discover the unknown strategies that exist right now on how to set up powerful marketing systems that allow us to turn our businesses around fast and give us the power to not live life on someone else's terms that we never signed up for in the first place, but have the lives we always dreamed of. Traffic's the question, and this podcast will give you the solutions. Now, on with today's episode. Hey, what's up, everyone? How's it going? Paul here. So I've got a really cool hack for you today. So if you are like me, sometimes you get overwhelmed or sometimes you think, oh, my God, I can't you know, do that thing I need to do, that thing I need to get done. Or you might just be making it too big of a task, right? You might just be thinking in your mind, like, this is bigger than it is, right? And I've got news for you, right? So when you think about it, right, what governs a lot of what we do and won't, and won't do? In fact, what governs a lot of what we won't do? Um, it's actually fear, right? So fear is the biggest thing. Um, people call it different things, right? But at the end of the day, if we're not getting something done, it's like if we even if we're procrastinating or if we're doing certain things, then there's going to be an element of kind of like the fear of getting it done. Sometimes it's just the fear of the thing itself, or sometimes it's the fear of the outcome or the fear of whatever it is, right? So this cool hack I've got for you, I'll kind of give you some context as well on like how I discovered this and how this will work for you, right? Because it's it's going to be, be able to get you to move fast, right? Really fast. So a few, like over 20 years ago, when I was working in insurance, right? So I was working um, in, I was kind of in lower management in an insurance company. So like a blue chip insurance company. And I had spent years and years and years trying to get this job. And I'd, um, I actually gamified it. Eventually I worked out what I was doing wrong and I gamified it and and got when I started a job as a temp in an insurance company, I decided I was going to be in lower management within six months. And I gamified the system, right? And that's not the hack because I actually cover that on another episode. But basically, um, I, I kind of just worked out what I'd done wrong, made those changes. And then suddenly, you know, within six months, I got the job. And, I, and at this point, I'd done this job for about a year. And then I kind of realized that I'd spent my whole life um, adult life from the age of about sort of 16 to 18 till then trying to get to lower management it was kind of my life's ambition I know it sounds a bit crazy and I'd had a couple of things that I'd done in that time it's like uh, you know I actually went to um, I went and studied acting and I did a few other things but I kept coming back to this thing and I kept wanting to be a lower management and I kept applying for jobs and not getting them and then eventually I worked out what it was and got the job but after a year of doing that I kind of realized oh okay this job isn't it's all right you know it's a good job well paid but it wasn't you know I kind of I felt a bit like I'd achieved everything I was supposed to achieve right so um so I was walking around uh feeling a bit sorry for myself and in fact I was at that time I was suffering from deep depression but I didn't even know it because I was thinking of killing myself and not because I was kind of like, oh, poor me, but I was kind of just thinking like, oh, I've done everything I want to do. Right? It was a bit weird, but I, I found out later on that that's actually quite a deep form of depression. And I didn't actually recognize it at the time, but I did actually manage to pull myself out of it because 
Um, I was talking to a very good friend of mine and he said to read this book, this book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, uh, which is by Susan Jeffers. It's not a, not a big read, by the way. I totally recommend reading it. You can get it on Amazon, eBay, anything like that, right? But I read this book and um, as the title suggests, right, it, a lot of what we fear, a lot of the things that we think, you know, we want to do, um, we, we, we won't do them because we'll tell ourselves a story or we'll put something in our brain in our way. And the funny thing is, is that when you actually feel the fear and do it anyway, right, whatever it is, whatever the kind of thing is there is you'll handle it, right? So what the hack I've got for you is, is that if you think about it, what's the worst case scenario, right? So whatever it is that you want to face, okay, sometimes you're like, your fear is going to be like the outcome, like what if I am successful? What if I'm not, what if I'm... But what you need to do is kind of really kind of build that out and, and imagine what's the worst case scenario, right? So if, if it's, you know, in our industry, business, right, people think, okay, yeah, but if I do that, I might go bankrupt, right? Or I might lose everything. And I used to have those thoughts, right? I used to think, oh my God, this is too big of a deal, right? And it's different for everyone, right? You know, if you've got a family, you might think, oh my God, if I do that, it's going to put things at risk with my family, right? So... What you've got to do is you've got to go to the absolute worst case scenario. What's the worst that can happen? What's the thing that you think would destroy your entire life? So if we take bankruptcy as an example, right? Because that's a big fear for a lot of people, right? Going bankrupt. And actually, when you think about that, right? Okay, if you was to say, right, the worst case scenario is me going bankrupt, right? And actually, am I okay with that, right? Well, what actually happens? What is bankruptcy? Well, bankruptcy is actually a system that's set up to help us so that we can recover fast, right? We don't go to prison. We don't get beheaded. You know, we don't get locked in a dungeon. You know, we don't get our hands cut off. You know, we we get bankrupt. It's not a criminal offence to get bankrupt. So you can lose, you can actually, that the actual system is set up for us to be able to go and start businesses. It's actually a fail safe. And they didn't have this years ago, right? But we have it now. So actually, if I went bankrupt, would I be okay? Well, yeah, because the fact is, is that you, you know, you're not going to go to prison. You're not going to lose everything, right? I mean, you might lose your house. You might lose everything, but you will still, you know, you will be able to start again. You will not have, you know, you're not going to get thrown away or, you know, and actually in a few years time, that bankruptcy gets lifted, right? I don't even know how long it is. It's It might only be a year now. I don't know, but it gets lifted and then, you, you don't even have, you know, anything against your name, right? And you can start again. And that's kind of there. So if the worst case scenario in whatever it is you're doing, let's say it was bankruptcy, if you're okay with that, then what that does is that paves the way for you to do it, right? It allows you to go, okay, that's the worst that can happen. Now, I've got a couple of examples. So I watched, um, um, when I was in the in the 90s, um, when I was in my sort of 20s, I, um, I was born in 1972. So in the 90s, I was in my 20s. And I was working in these jobs trying to get these, you know, trying to get these, um, this promotion. But I always had in the back of my mind, I, you know, one day I'm going to start a business. And I remember first job I ever got when I left school, I actually um, went into a upholstery factory and I was an apprentice upholsterer, right? Because I left school with no qualifications and I went in and it was really hard work and I basically kept skiving off and eventually I got sacked, right? Within about, I think it's three months, six months of this job. I actually quite enjoyed it to some extent, but it was quite knackering. 
<laughs> and um, and um, oh yeah, I I I, I don't know. I, I think it was a bit a bit of a culture shock to my system because I just spent two years bunking off school and then I suddenly was thrown in this job. And I didn't. I wouldn't say I enjoyed it. I uh, there was a, quite a lot of stuff that went on. But basically, I I skived off a few days and I ended up getting sacked right from this job. I can remember thinking, oh, you know, there's all these bigwigs walking around, you know, and and they're not really doing much, and I want to do that, you know. <laughs> it's kind of like I had a lot to learn about life and and everything, right? And uh, and that kind of was the first time I thought, you know, one day I'm going to start a business. But I actually, I thought it was a pipe dream. I didn't think I'd re- ever really do it because people just didn't do that, right? Like people my age, all my friends, none of them were starting businesses. Um, but I did have one friend who is five years older than me, and he started a business um five years before I did right and so he was successful um before I got to my so he started on his 30th you know in his 30th year and I was 25 when he started so he was kind of becoming successful and I was picking his brains and asking all his questions so I kind of got a little bit of confidence and I even pitched him on an idea and he said good start but that's not really going to cut it that's not good enough right and so I kind of, and he was right. And it was kind of like, okay, back to the drawing board. And I kept thinking and coming out of ideas. And by asking him lots of questions, I built a little bit of confidence in starting business. Now, a lot of people do it now, like, but back then they just didn't do it. And I was, when I first started my business as well, I wanted anyone to come in with me. Like I asked all my friends and they all turned me down, right? So, so I was kind of like left to do it on my own. But I'm, I, and there wasn't the business resources, or maybe there were some business resources, but I didn't know of them, right? But there was a couple of films that I used to watch over and over again. And now these aren't business films, but they had a couple of important messages, right? And some of you probably have seen some of these films, right? So the first one was Sliding Doors, right? And I can remember watching this film over and over and over again. And there was um, there's a scene in it where... Um, so the, the, the concept of the film is, is that... And this is kind of what drew me to it as well, is that the idea is that, you know, you can take one decision and it can completely change the course of your life, right? And in this film scenario, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow gets the train and doesn't get the train. And then when she gets the train, she finds her husband cheating. And when she doesn't get the train, she doesn't find her husband cheating. And these two lives kind of go off. And um, in one of the lives, she has found her husband cheating. She meets this guy called John Hanna on the train, Right. So she then um, sees him in a bar and they start dating. And then um, he basically is walking her home one night and he said to her, you know, like, you've got the expertise in PR. Um, So basically she'd lost her job in PR and she was doing she was working. I think she was like selling sandwiches or something. But she had all this experience and she'd got fired from this job for, you know, something ridiculous. And he said, look, you've got all this experience in PR. Why not start your own PR company? And she said, you know, what he said, what have you got to lose? And she said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll look like a complete idiot with lots of egg on my face. And he said, exactly. He said, so what have you got to lose? And then next thing you know, she starts this company and, it, you know, it starts to become successful in the film. And I can remember that just thinking, oh, my God, that's it. You know, I'm in this job. I'm not very happy. But if I basically go and start a business and at the time I'd sold my mum's house, uh, I bought my mum's house off her. Um, when I was, uh, when I was about 19, 20, 21, the, the house I grew up in, I actually bought it off my mum. And then 10 years later, I'd sold it. And um, because my mum had kind of kept some interest in the house, because I couldn't afford all the mortgage because I was on very low pay, um, most, my mum got most of the money and then I got about £7,000, which wasn't much, right? And, um, but I had £7,000. I'd never had £7,000 in the bank. 
And I and at the time, obviously, you know, I talk about protecting the downside now, and you don't need money to start a business. But at the time, my mindset was that you needed a bit of money to start a business. So I thought, right, I'm going to go for it, right? So I, I was kipping on my mate's floor um, and literally kipping on his floor. So there was no space there to work. So I literally had to hire an office. So I went and hired an office. And um, I used to walk up the hill every day to this office. And um, I was, um, yeah. And then, you know, that kind of gave me the thing to start the business. And I could just remember thinking like, you know, if I, if I, don't, if I don't have a go at this, the worst that's going to happen is, is that it's going to, I'm going to end up back in this job, right? That's the worst case scenario. And I was thinking, but I'm already in this job, right? So if I don't do that, I wouldn't have been able to have all the adventures I've had in the last 20 years, right? Because I, once I made that um, jump, I never looked back, right? I had some, you know, I've had some tough years and stuff in there, but I haven't looked back. I've always worked for myself. In fact, I haven't worked another day for somebody else since the day I left that job, right? But if I hadn't have given that a go, you know, I wouldn't have had all the adventures and been able to move and travel and do all the things that I've done in the last 20 years. It's a proper sliding doors moment for me, because if I wouldn't have done that, you know, um, then my life would have been completely different. So, so, you know, you think about that, right? But basically, the, the, the point of that was like, you know, what was the worst case scenario was that I was going to lose, I was going to, I wasn't going to go bankrupt, it wasn't even kind of that because I wasn't going to borrow that much money. In fact, I only borrowed, the only money I borrowed in that business was £3,000 off my mum, which she'd got from the sale of the house. Um, and then I, you know, I paid her back double, you know, after <laughs> after I got it back. But, you know, that was the only money I ever borrowed in my entire business career. I've never borrowed a single penny. I've kind of bootstrapped the whole thing, right? But um, and but the thing is, is that, you know, the, the point was that from that, if I didn't you know my worst case scenario was I was going to have to go and get the get another job like the job I already had and I knew I had the skills to do that right so I thought well that's a no-brainer and just having that knowledge gave me that thing and there was another film as well that I watched that gave me inspiration as well and okay this this film's kind of again it's not a business film specifically but it was a film Cocktail with Tom Cruise and um, there's two kind of underlying things in this film there's one like it's kind of a love story right and then there's the uh, the business thing, like he he leaves the arm and he wants to make a million, right? And he kind of wants to become this this entrepreneur, and he ends up working in a bar, right? And he ends up like learning how to make cocktails and do all these funky things, right? And while he's learning all this, he's kind of reading these business books and he's coming up with all these ideas to start this business. And he's and then he goes and works out in Jamaica, and then he meets a girl out there who's played by Elizabeth Shue, and they're sitting at this you know, sitting at this place and he's frustrated. He's saying, you know, you know, we're surrounded by millionaires. You know, this glass is made by a millionaire. The table's made by a millionaire. The the little umbrellas that you have in the cocktail is made by a millionaire. And then, and then Elizabeth Shue says, and the actual plastic thing that holds the cocktail thing is made by a millionaire. And then they even go as far as to say is like the shoelace, the bit at the end of the shoelace, which is like a plastic thing, is probably called a flugel binder. And that's a millionaire as well, you know, and they were kind of like sitting there thinking like, he says, you rack your brains day and night trying to think of the, the idea. And she says, well, your flugel binder's out there waiting to be discovered, right? And that's it, right? That was kind of like another thing that just went around my head, like my flugel binder's out there waiting to be discovered. And what I didn't know at the time was, is that sometimes you have to just get going to figure out what your flugel binder is. If you just think about it all day long, it doesn't come, right? So again, feel the fear and do it anyway. And... um so, yeah, so the hack is, is like, what's your worst case scenario? Write that down, right? 
and really go to town. Like, what are the worst case scenarios? And the fact is, you'll probably never hit all those worst case scenarios, right? And I also then recommend, obviously, going and reading the book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, because it talks about a lot of other things as well. Because sometimes we have lots of things holding us back. Like, one of the things that it talked about, which I found fascinating, which is something that happens a lot, it's very, very common, is called a chatterbox, right? So if you ever had an argument in your head with somebody, right? So let's say, for instance, you say, um, I, I need to phone my mum or my sister and brother, right? I need to phone them, okay? Well, what? But 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 because they expect me to phone them. But then, why are they expecting me to phone them? Why don't they phone me, right? And then you go, yeah. But then, if they but if they phone me, then they're going to be basically bugging me while I'm trying to work. And and then you kind of go down this little rabbit hole where you've had a massive row and fallen out with them all in your head, and you haven't even spoken to them, right? <laughs> and it happens all the time, right? Like not not for everyone. It doesn't really happen with me anymore. It used to happen a lot. But when I recognised it and it gave me the tools inside the book to deal with the chatterbox, I realised that this is actually quite a big problem, right? Because what happens is, is that we, th- this thing permeates our fear, right? And, it, and, and um, Susan Jeffers, um, who wrote the book, she calls it the chatterbox. This basically just goes on inside your head. And you go, well, if I do this, and sometimes you do it with yourself, right? Sometimes you do it with people, sometimes you do it with yourself. And you need to calm that thing down, right? Because if that thing doesn't get calmed down, it's going to rule your life. Right, it's going to kind of make you make decisions that you don't want to make. It's going to make you be, you know, like you might turn up with uh, meet somebody and be really angry with them, and they haven't done anything, right? You know, or something like that. So, and this thing, you know, was was massive before I read this book, and this was the thing I think which was causing me depression. Once I kind of silenced that, the depression went away, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's just you know for depression. I think it's just good for everything. But basically, like I'm, you know, anything if you want to kind of you know, if you want a hack for doing that, the two things I'd recommend is like writing down, obviously, everything, worst case scenario, right? And what what is it? And I would read that book because that's going to give you some extra tools as well. So yeah, hopefully you got some good tips out of that. I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show and obviously don't um, go and leave a review for me as well because I'm looking for some more reviews at the moment because I'm just trying to find out if you love, guys are loving this content. And uh, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. See you then. If you are tired of paying for ads that do not deliver and you need to reach a super targeted audience, driving them direct to your products and services with free targeted evergreen traffic on Google and YouTube, then our gold membership is designed specifically to help you get results fast by claiming your first free Google ads. Now, the great thing is, is that your first two weeks are completely free. To get started, head over to iservefirst.com. That's iservefirst.com. Links in the show notes. And you'll be able to start driving 100% free targeted traffic to your business today.